Hi, I'm Amanda McClooney. And I'm April Klimkevich, and this is Her Step Forward, where we share stories from women who step up, step out, and step forward into careers and lives they love. Shannon Russell has been a sports reporter for 20 years with stops at The Athletic and the Cincinnati Inquirer. She has been honored with multiple national awards while covering everything from the NFL and Major League Baseball to professional tennis and high school sports. She has spent the last decade covering college basketball. Welcome, Shannon. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. We're so excited that you're here and you're going to join us for a little chat today. Yes, yes. we're so glad you're here. <laughs> hey, thank you. So we'll get started with a question that I am dying to know. Obviously, anything related to sports is generally thought of as being very male-focused and male-dominated. What is it like to be a woman in this profession? Well, I will say there are far more women in it, uh, the business now than when I first started in my early 20s. Uh, and I think that especially at the, the higher levels of covering the professionals, you'll see a really good um, female contingent covering this, you know, any sport that there is. Um, for me, it was something I'd never planned to get into. I majored in creative writing, and then journalism in college without knowing what I was going to do with that. And it just so happened that when I graduated, I just couldn't find a job anywhere. And the only place that hired me was a small newspaper um, sort of near where I lived. And uh, I found out that the job, which was billed as a news reporter, was actually a sports reporter. So... Oh, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Yes, I was asked if I minded covering sports instead. And I said, no, you know, I played sports before, uh, but I never had obviously been a football player or, you know, participated in wrestling. And I really had participated in very few sports. So playing them and writing about them are two <laughs> entirely. Uh, but I didn't even have an education in some of the sports themselves. So it was, um, it, was a, it was a process to to learn these things. And it helped that I was working at the small paper where it was very, very, very low circulation. So I could make mistakes and people wouldn't necessarily notice or, you know, care. So uh, it started from there. And I found that I really enjoyed it and uh, and got the knack for it. Um, and I was able to parlay that into a job at the Cincinnati Inquirer, kind of a foot in the door job and work my way up from there. Um, but as far as being a female as, as a sports reporter, I was definitely one of few, um, in my twenties that, that were doing that in this town, um, specifically in print journalism as a newspaper reporter. So it was, it was different. It was, um, not always comfortable. It was not always, um, something that I look forward to doing, but, but being able to kind of assert who I am and have confidence and ask questions that I knew were the right ones to be asked helped me grow in that position and just feel more comfortable doing it, you know, and, and I became good friends with a lot of the other reporters that were covering these beats as well. So that helped too to kind of have, you know, other reporters that are with you doing the same thing. So I mean, it was full of challenges. It still is full of challenges, but I would say that it's nice that if you are covering a team, especially at the higher levels, that you have a lot of other females that are around you doing the same thing. Right. Wow. Good for you. That's got to be a lot of pressure to not only be one of 
a few females, but to have to kind of learn as you're going. I mean, if I was hired and then they were like, surprise, it involves sports. I'd be like, oh, listen, (laughs) we're in trouble. (laughs) So that's really awesome. I commend you. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, it was, it was a lot of nights and weekends just going to learn how these things worked. I mean, like wrestling meets and Friday night football games and you know, just stumbling through questions and not really being confident at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, having help from an editor that, you know, that was very knowledgeable about sports, that was very um, important for me too in my development. So, uh, you know, it just, it took a long time to get to the point where I felt like I could be an authority on um, some of the sports. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting, Shannon, and like such an interesting evolution into you know, where your career went. And so I'm curious, like knowing, I get in the beginning that, you know, you thought you were applying for one thing and they were like, no, no, it's sports. And you were like, okay. So like, what's behind your decision to continue this work? Um, You know, knowing that there are other things to write about out there and that you have a creative writing degree and a journalism degree. Um, But you've been in this field now for, many years. So what, you know, what, what compelled you to stay? Well, that's a good question. I think that I got a taste of success. Um, even in our small paper, we, we won some Ohio newspaper awards for sports writing. I, I won some for my coverage and that motivated me. And, and, you know, I think it all goes back to that confidence, but I always have liked to write. And um, while it wasn't about sports growing up, I feel like telling stories through sports is there's such a compelling way to get just the highest highs of passion and the lowest lows of, you know, in defeat and tell stories about athletes that have come through family deaths, their own health scares. Um, you know, there so much is wrapped up into sports with passion and intent and, and hope. And I just really got hooked on feature stories in particular and being able to tell them in a way that did them justice, I hope, um, where it wasn't just about the numbers and who scored, you know, 20 points in a game. It was about, you know, what the kid was feeling when he was shooting free throws at the end of the game. Or, you know, a lot of times I've I've done stories about people that had um, family members with cancer. And so their mom would be in the stands watching and they know what their mom's been through. So, you know, they were able to to make sacrifices for their team that would, you know, pay homage to their mom in, in the, the little way they could in that regard. But I just always liked that. And I, I think I gravitated towards those good stories more than the actual, you know, the X's and O's. But I will say as I got, um, as I got older and more experienced, I eventually got a, a beat covering Xavier basketball. And that is a whole different story. So you, you're covering features, but it's every aspect of the team. So I traveled to every game they played. I was at most of the practices because they were open, which is pretty rare in college basketball. But I was, you know, it was there covering the team, breaking news, like kind of do it all thing. Um, And then dedicating a lot of my time to social media. And that's a whole different story because social media has become just this huge, huge, huge part of sports reporting um, and, and accountability and just, you know, again, it's just like this huge part that wasn't there when I first started. But, um, you know, I was able to get better at what I was doing by with more experience and then locking into one team helped too, because it could really get to know the personalities of players and coaches and, you know, moms, dads, all that kind of stuff. 
so, so yeah, I think I just, I just kind of stuck with it and it was a challenge to get better and to, to take on more sports, but like, you know, I, I had never been to an NFL game before I covered the Bengals playing a game when I was in my twenties, you know, I'd seen them on TV, of course, but I had never been, you know, to Paul Brown stadium. I'd never been up to the press box. So my first experience covering the NFL was the first time I saw a live game. Wow. Um, wow. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of craziness, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. And, you know, something else that dawned on me, I mean, you mentioned earlier in this conversation um, about, you know, having to ask questions or maybe talk about things in the beginning and not feeling confident because you didn't have that sports background. I'm curious, did you ever have a feeling of having to prove yourself that seemed different than the experience of your male colleagues? Oh, all the time, all the time. I think that you have to kind of earn people's respect. And I feel like I did as a female um, more than my male counterparts in a lot of situations. It depended on the sport, but if I would, you know, go with the pros that, you know, the uh, baseball and, and football in our town, I would say that it was more having to prove myself that I could ask questions that were compelling. And I didn't ask them great all the time. I mean, have our, you know, kind of clunkers, but um, I do feel like I had to kind of prove that I knew what I was talking about. And then once you get over that hurdle, I think it's a lot easier. Um, but being being young, being female, I think at the beginning, it was kind of like, well, will this person be around long, meaning me? Will she even be in this business in a year? You know, do we even need to really pay attention? And then I stayed and I stayed. And um, I feel like that helped too, is that I'm not going away. Um, through now two layoffs in the last uh, four years, you know, I've still been around um, and I haven't left. So it's hard to get rid of me. And I think that helps. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> yeah. I love that you're dedicated and that you were able to prove to all of those people that had questions about, um, oh, well, you know, is it, is it even worth training this person or teaching this person what I know that you were willing to put in the time and do the work? And um, show that you're just as capable as any person who's interested in sports. So I think mm-hmm. that's, that's really cool. Um, and you'd mentioned layoffs. And bef- before we started recording today, um, you'd mentioned that you were laid off from your most recent job due to coronavirus. So can you talk to us about what that change means for you and for sports journalism? Uh, yes. So uh, two days ago, I was among 46 people laid off by the athletic. Uh, oh. and it was due to the pandemic and the fact that no sports have been played now for months. And we uh, were a sports journalism, sports website. So um, it wasn't unexpected. I mean, when there's no sports, it's hard to keep the subscriptions going the way you want them to. Uh, but I feel like with The Athletic, it was a, a national site, actually international site, uh, with reporters from, you know, from colleges to the pros to, um, you know, and everything in between. They, there was quality journalism there. And it was kind of the new wave of journalism in terms of just a digital only product uh, with, with some high level reporters. So the fact that we had to have layoffs, I mean, I feel like the company is still going to keep going and hopefully keep going strong and, and be the new vision for sports journalism. But in my time in this field, I mean, it's, it's been kind of a crazy um, decline. 
especially in print journalism. I mean, when I first started the Cincinnati Inquirer, we had a huge copy desk. We had a ton of reporters, two columnists, multiple editors, just in sports. But with the decline in newspapers, I mean, by the time I left after 15 years, it was just kind of a shoestring staff and you were kind of asked to do more with less while keeping your eye on everything, social media and, you know, covering your team as best you can and, and helping out on other beats at times. So, uh, you know, I feel like I'm interested to see where sports journalism goes from here. And like I said, I hope that the athletic remains a strong force in the market because I think it's a really good product. And I also think that um, people do have um, a thirst for sports news um, and features and everything else in between. So I'm not sure what's going to happen with me next. I'm not sure what my next step will be. It's just so fresh with the layoff, but it's unfortunately pretty common now that if you're in this field and you've been in journalism for, you know, a certain number of years, and if you're mid-career even, you've, you've had layoffs, you've been through this ringer before. And so I hope something stabilizes in that regard, but I think it's probably more realistic to think that a lot of us journalists will be looking for other kinds of jobs, writing jobs, just anything at this point to, to keep ourselves afloat. So I'm hopeful, but I just don't know what the future is going to hold with sports journalism. Yeah, that's, that's hard. And I think, you know, as we've been interviewing for season three of Her Step Forward, Everybody has mentioned coronavirus, that nobody has gotten away without having (laughs) changes due to what's going on in the world right now. And so we appreciate you sharing what's going on with you and also your thoughts about where sports journalism is going, because it's it's hard to to be where we are right now in the middle of this and make guesses at what's going to happen in the future But I think that this is just a really pivotal time for a lot of people, a lot of businesses, and we appreciate you sharing. Well, no problem. I'm happy to do so. It's kind of interesting that when we all sort of found out about the coronavirus in this country and things were beginning to be shut down, Xavier played in the Big East tournaments in New York City at Madison Square Garden. And that was the last game that I covered. It was in early March. Mm -hmm. Um, and the night that Xavier played, they, they lost. And the next day I changed my flight to come home because as soon as, you know, my team loses, I, I go home. I don't stay for the whole tournament. Um, but the rest of the tournament was supposed to start that day at noon and then games for the next couple of days. But by then, you know, it was just like, it was almost like a wildfire, how quickly the coronavirus um, kind of set the panic in motion and things started to be shut down and other conference tournaments Um, Well, actually, the NBA shut down its activity and then conference tournaments started doing the same. And so I got on my plane to go home. And by the time I got home, I found out the Big East tournament had been canceled. The NCAA tournament wasn't far behind that. It was canceled. And people were just in a rush to get out of New York because it was a hot spot. And we just didn't really know at that time when we were there how bad it was, how dangerous it might have been. Um, you know, and I, you know, no one had the foresight to, to say, Hey, we're not going to have this tournament. They brought everyone and all these teams there. Now, as far as I know, um, with my team that I cover Xavier, there was no one that got the coronavirus, uh, players or staff, um, and nor did it affect me or another reporter that was there covering the team. But I mean, you just never know if you're packed into an arena like that, 
you know, so close, um, you know, what could happen. So it was just kind of, that was, I think the scariest part to me is when they sent everyone home and canceled the tournament and then everything around here where I live started getting shut down. Like I'm sure it was the same for you guys. Um, but it's just, it's, it's kind of hard to believe that we, that we have lived through that and are still, you know, living through that and the way that it's affected every single one of us. Mm-hmm. That's so true. It it's it felt like it all snowballed so, so fast. <laughs> So Shannon, thinking back, you know, over the life of your career, because you've been, you know, doing the sports journalism now for 20 years, if you had it all to do over again, is there anything that you would have done differently? That's a good question. Um, I, I don't think that I would, you know, I, I kind of stitched together the career that I wanted and, and was able to pursue the things I wanted to cover. Um, and I'm, I was very grateful to have the Xavier beat. I, I contended at the paper and, and even now that it was, it's the best beat in Cincinnati. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a team that they just have been very successful and uh, just, it's just a lot of fun. In terms of like, you know, being a, a one of few females, there's nothing I would have changed about that. There's nothing I could have changed. I'm just glad now, like I said, there's a lot more females in the business that it hasn't scared off other women, that there are lots of others in TV and in print that are there too, that are pursuing the same career and kind of debunking some of these stereotypes that girls don't know things about sports. When in fact, you know, there's a lot of girls that are interested in sports. And if you look at the the youth leagues and the high schools, I mean, tons of girls play sports and have, you know, a, a competitive passion that they want to parlay into a career. And so that to me is just, that's, that's so awesome. Um, I guess maybe I'd probably go back in my youth and watch more sports. So Yeah. And I think, you know, we're seeing a lot of that passion coming from women who play sports with the U S women's soccer team right now mm-hmm. and how good they are and how exciting it is for us to have a team that is such a winner so I, I'm excited too. And I think that that's really cool that it's moving from a place where just men feel comfortable to a place where both women and men can express their, their passion and interest for it as well. Yes, for sure. And in fact, with the U.S. Women's National Team, uh, there's a, a player named Rose Lavelle that is from Cincinnati. And so she has been such the subject of, of, you know, just accolades. And she had a important goal in the world cup and, you know, for her to kind of come back and she does camps and interacts with people in the city and, you know, kids can see who she is and meet her. And it just puts kind of a personal face on it. And so it's nice that she gets a lot of coverage as well. Um, and it kind of opens the consciousness to, to more about that team, which people are already interested in. That's awesome. I love that. Well, Shannon, you have so much to share and we have just loved talking to you and we would love to know your best piece of advice for women who are looking to take their next step forward. Have confidence and don't give up. So that's two pieces of advice. (laughs) They're both pretty, um, I guess, general, but believe in yourself because you know what? You're the, you're the only person that will do that. Um, forever. And if you don't do that, then you can't, you know, you can't rely on someone else to to pick you up and to tell you that you need to do 
your job this way or live your life this way. Just believe in yourself, trust your instincts and be persistent. Don't give up on your dreams because you know what? You're the one that's responsible for, for holding the key to getting to that next stop, that next job, the next part of your life. So that would probably be the best advice I could give. I love that advice. It's great. Well, Shannon, thank you so much. And with that, we would like to say thanks for everybody joining us today. And Shannon, thank you so much for taking this time to share your story with us. Well, thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. As always, we're looking forward to sharing more stories soon. In the meantime, check out our website at herstepforward.com or follow us on Instagram at herstepforward for all the latest updates. If you'd like to reach out to us, shoot us a message on Instagram or email us at info at herstepforward.com. See you next time.